Welcome to the Ownership Mindset Podcast, where we talk about the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship. There are so many ways we are being told to think what's right, what's wrong, what to buy, who to follow. And more than ever, we're seeing how a set formula doesn't always work. I'm passionate about women in all industries seeing themselves as powerful, confident entrepreneurs with no ceiling, and I want it to become contagious. Each episode, you'll be hearing from a business owner or industry thought leader who will be sharing how they think as they lead. We can read all the books, take a course, go to school, but there's something about hearing other people's stories that give us strength and courage. Ownership can be a lonely place. So join me as we listen to other women's stories and find community. So welcome to today's episode. This is Sarah. She's one of the partners and female voices in Loom located here in Nashville. And they've worked with such brands as Haley Williams from Paramore, Good Die Young, her hair color brand, as well as they were recently featured in the Worldwide Developers Conference for Apple. And they used a Loom designed website, which is her company, to launch the new iPad and iOS 15, which was a really cool feature. So I want to have Sarah tell you a little bit more about who she is. So who are you? Where are you from? And tell me about your company, Loom. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to be on here with you because you're a friend. And then also, I just love how you're facilitating these conversations. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. I am originally from California. And then my family moved to Gulf Shores, Alabama area. So I'm kind of like an interesting mix of where I've grown up, but ended up in Nashville because I went to Belmont University and formed a great community here, met my husband here, and ended up staying in the Nashville area for the past 15 years, which has been great. I have loved to see how the city has grown with all of that. And as far as Loom, we are a branding studio here in town. We're a small studio, but we are really passionate about what we do and care about the projects that we're part of and really love being a part of brands who have a mission to have an impact with what they're doing, whether or not that's a level of sustainability or, or helping a certain group of people or just helping people to be their best version of themselves. We love being a part of that and being able to use design as a way to make lives better. We all believe in that so much that if you just add more design and design thinking to a problem, then you can come up with a solution that's not just a short-term solution, but something that's going to have a ripple effect to be able to impact more lives from it. So that's a little bit about what we care about. And yeah, one of the reasons why I, I absolutely love our team and what we do. So who do you love to work with? Like, what are your favorite, favorite types of people? Love working with business owners and companies who have started because they saw a problem that needed to be fixed and they went ahead and started working to fix that problem or to be able to reach that audience in that group. So, or they were inspired by something to bring them to that place. So we work with a lot of passionate people, and which makes sense because we're passionate as well. So that, that attracts that. But love working with companies and health and beauty and wellness because there's this natural 
desire to want to help people to be a better version or the best form of themselves naturally and just figuring out what that looks like for individuals. So the companies that we work with, they have different products or services that are a part of that. And then we love to be able to come in and bring about the visual language and, and story that go along with that and help to, they're already doing something amazing, but their, their visuals or their website or their content might not line up with that. So we love to be able to come in and be able to unearth what they're already doing and to be able to create this world for them that really is a true reflection of who they are. Like it, it brings them to the place of what they're already doing so that they can be really proud and excited about mission and the message and their product and service that they're providing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, shameless plug, have worked with Loom. And I know one of, I've known one of Sarah's business partners for since the junior high, basically. And I've had an opportunity to work with them in different capacities. And it's been amazing. I've seen it change people's companies completely. I've seen them really, truly tell the story, like what she's doing is what they really do tell the story and really shine a light on what people do well and make sure everyone Mm -hmm. knows about it, which is what I really love. So Sarah, this season, we're going to focus on how our thought life has changed and affected our businesses in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really excited for you to talk about this. We chatted a little bit about it before we got started. So I want to know about a time that you were able to change your mind about something in your business and it created a major change. Like you saw a huge ripple effect and I know you have a really good story. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and share it with us. (laughs) So I'm going to get, going to get a little personal here on this one, but I want to share that because this was something that I definitely struggled with throughout my professional career. So just a little backstory on me. Like I I started off in artist management. I was actually day-to-day for Paramore for several years and then worked in the nonprofit, worked for an anti-trafficking organization. And we saw so much growth and was a part of a team that was able to do a lot of amazing work with that and then worked in consulting with small businesses and female entrepreneurs after that. And from the outside, before becoming a partner at Loom and then becoming a partner at Loom, we've done so many things. And from the outside, there was always this appearance of, oh, Sarah is successful. Sarah is like doing great things. Sarah is all, she's helping people and like helping, like she's, she should be confident, like all these things. And for myself, there was always like this internal struggle that I felt like I was an imposter. Like I was just faking things because I had this mentality that I thought I needed to be really good at very specific things because I saw that in other people around me. And I, I never had a specific thing like, I'm amazing at this, or at least I didn't know what that was. And that just caused a lot of insecurity in me because I could see it in other people, but I couldn't see it in myself. At least I didn't have that reflection to know what that was. But I knew that I had a level of value <laughs> because I was always a part of these things that were successful and grew. And whenever I was a part of them, they did get better. And I could see where those things were headed and was excited to be a part of it. But on a personal note, it was, it was hard. And honestly, like I started like in your late twenties, early thirties, I feel like that's when you start analyzing yourself and you start unpacking things from your childhood and just how you think about things and realizing like, 
there's been certain things that you have believed about yourself that have actually impacted the way you operate and the way you work. And thankfully, I had a really great counselor who really walked through a lot of things for me to unpack my past to understand like, oh, you've been kind of in survival mode for a while. And also you haven't allowed yourself to just be free and to grow and to let yourself be. And once I started realizing that, it actually gave me permission to start unpacking like, okay, something's not right. I need to start realizing like what's going on here. Um, was there, can I and, stop you for one second? Was there yeah, a moment, was there like a specific moment you can pinpoint where you were like, something's not, I've got to take care of this. Like something is going on with me. Yeah. I can't think of like specific moments, but there were seasons where things were going well professionally or personally, but inside I felt like I was posing and I just, I knew it's like, this can't be right. Like this can't be the end goal. Like if I'm having this and I don't feel good about myself, then something's not right here. And I'm thankful that my counselor was able to kind of work through that and my husband as well. And just being a sounding board, like being able to encourage and be able to say like, you aren't like, I know you feel like you're an imposter, but you aren't, but still that thing didn't click in my brain to understand that. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that this is getting like personal, but I realized like there were things that somebody had said to me as a child that I had continued to believe in my head. And I didn't even know about it. Like it was locked away in there and kind of this healing process that I started going through, those things came up and then I realized, oh my gosh, like I've been believing this stuff about myself because of what this person said to me when I was 10 years old. And like, I've been functioning and operating from that place this entire time. Mm -hmm. And it was literally like this, all this clicking just like happened in my brain. It was like all, all of it made sense. Like it, it all of a sudden was clear, like, why I have had this massive amount of insecurity stem back from here, but I never would have been able to do that if I hadn't had the people in my life to feel safe, to start asking those questions, to start unpacking that and realizing that there has to be a reason that's causing all of this. And yeah, I mean, that happened honestly, just like a year and a half ago. Like it's really recent that that happened, but ever since it did, it just shifted the perspective of myself. And I started being able to walk in confidence and I had to start learning what that was, but it was finally being able to identify, oh, this insecurity actually didn't come from myself. It came from this person putting that on me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. So as far as like how that, I mean, it, it, honestly, this is one of the first times I've been talking about it, but I, I realized even though it's more personal, it impacted business. Like it impacted everything that, I did as well. So me shifting internally to be able to be confident and be able to actually like, oh no, I actually bring a lot of value to it was really, really impactful and an amazing transi- transition that happened this year. So it was a part of that process. But then also the thing I was sharing with you is that we went through this coaching, Laura and I went through this coaching class together with our friend Brooke and one of the things that was a part of it was just a survey of asking people, what do they think? Like these questions about you, like really tangible things about you. And you want people in your personal life and people in your work life. And I did that with several trusted people. And the thing that kept rising to the top with all of it was that you make things better and you get things started. And 
I didn't really have, like, I needed to hear that from other people because I felt like that's what I did, but Mm -hmm. literally that's what people valued in me. And to be able to see that said in different ways, but in essence over and over again, that that's why they really value and want me to be a part of things that just started lining up like, well, that's the thing I get excited about. Like that makes sense. Like I absolutely love coming in and helping people to be able to see the potential of what something could be and then figuring out like, okay, what steps can we actually take to help get you there? Like, I don't want to just dream about the future and then run away. Like, let's actually figure out like, how can we get there? Like, what are some tangible ways that we can start moving in that direction? That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So Sarah, with all of that, you know, if you thought you were supposed to be a certain way, you were probably spending time on things that weren't your zone of genius, we would call it, or the things you really needed to focus on the things you really, really are good at. And so when you saw that shift in your mindset, and when you started going through that healing process, how did it change the way you spent your time? It was huge. (laughs) I mean, it was a slow progression of what that looked like because as a business owner, you have, like, it is like a process of being able to let go of things, but it gave me the permission to let go of things that I was trying to make myself good at and to instead focus my time on the things that came natural to me and actually really benefited my partners and our team and really staying in that lane. And not that I am not a part of other things. I am, but it was less of this feeling like, oh, I need to be really good at this. Like I need to be amazing at leading this specific workshop. I might eventually, and that, that's okay. But what I'm really good at is being able to come in with a client, be able to talk about their vision, the real reason why they want to do the things that they want to do, and be able to start unpacking the ways that we can start bringing that about and those next steps. So knowing where we're headed, but also like, what are, what's a tangible next step? What's that next little thing that you can do? Even if you're not working with us, that can even be something that happens when I am talking to people who might work with us. Like I'm, I want to be able to set them up for success no matter what. Mm-hmm. So having the freedom to know like, okay, this is the arena that I flourish in. And by me doing that actually allows for my team to be able to flourish in the areas that they're really good at as well has been amazing. Like it's been huge for us. It's so, I think it's so amazing to see like the, when you are truly living how you really want to and not listening to all that stuff you should be doing, or you think you should look like how much it affects the people around you and gives them permission, like Mm -hmm. subconsciously gives them permission to do the same, which is amazing. So another question I have for you is, when we make these changes, usually it's the trickle down effect is that it affects our clients and it eventually affects our bottom line, like the way we work, mm-hmm. how we charge, what we believe our worth is. And so have you seen like an increase, a shift in maybe the way you think about pricing or just even in what you're taking home? Definitely. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> it's yeah. been amazing with that. So we've had a little bit of a shift just internally of being able to what we want to grow and we have been growing, but just realizing we need to continue to bring in people to help who are really good at these specific areas so that as owners, we're able to focus on the big picture growth, 
for our clients as well as our business. So my shift also impacted my partners in that as well. It just kind of stirred things up in realizing, okay, let's all start figuring out our lanes that we really excel at and start moving towards that even more. So internally, that made a huge difference. But because I primarily am the one connecting with potential clients and having conversations with them to figure out like, how can we actually help you? And then continuing to help to make sure that those clients are, I'm a part of the strategy all the way through to the finished result. Like it hasn't had a huge impact on our, on our sales and bringing in new clients and continuing to have new projects with our existing clients, just from me being able to, actually have more time to really spend on that and the permission to know that that's actually something I'm good at. Like I I get excited about talking to people about where they're headed and figuring out like, okay, how can we actually help you to get there and finding tangible ways to do that? So it has impacted the way that we've done things internally of all of us getting more in our lanes, but then also that's affected the bottom line because we've gotten better at being able to have people see the real value of what we're bringing to it. That's also impacted our pricing and being able to make sure that we are getting paid for the value of what we're bringing to it and being able to see like when you help a company become something that they didn't know that they could actually do because if you were able to give them the, the confidence to do that and now they have millions of dollars worth of sales from this thing that you're able to do, like it allows for you to be able to know that we we're worth what we're charging because of the impact that you're seeing in your business afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that because I think if you can't even connect with that part of yourself being valuable, how are you supposed to tell a client when you're pitching something like, I actually really know the value I can bring you. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to stay yeah. here and like, let you know, and then let you decide. Rather than, <laughs> like there's way less. I feel like what I've seen in myself, and I don't know if, if you would say this is true, but there's way less like song and dance at the beginning. Like uh-huh. when you settle into what you really know that you can do. Like, so would you say that even like the, the clients that you go after or the projects you're pursuing, do you feel like you have better eyes to see who you want to work with? Yes, definitely. And knowing that they are the right fit, like the right stage in their business. Like we've identified if the business is just getting started, they might not be the right fit for us because they're just figuring out so many things. But if they are ready, they've had success and they're ready to move from local to regional, regional, national, national, worldwide, that is our sweet spot. And we absolutely love working with brands that are ready to make that next move because they know the value at that point of what a fresh brand or a great website can actually do for their business because they've established success and they're ready to move into that next tier. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I have one last question for you before we wrap up. And it's, so if you could reach back in time and talk to like pre-mind shift Sarah... Oh gosh. You know? And this is really this is for you know everyone that might be in this place of discomfort and being like, I have to make a shift and I don't know what to do, where to turn. Like, what kind of encouragement would you give to pre yeah. pre mind change Sarah? <laughs> mind change Sarah. I 
would want her to know to have a lot of grace for herself and to not beat herself up for not having the answers for things yet because there are outside influences that brought her to the place that she was at and the things that she believed about herself and Mm -hmm. to have patience. So I, I would encourage anyone who is, who feels a level of imposter syndrome. And I'm not saying that, of course, there's always a level of imposter syndrome whenever you're doing things. But what I had was like, oh, I don't even know if I should be here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Even though what I was doing from the outside appeared great and good, internally, I was having a hard time with that. If you feel like something's off internally, surround yourself with people who bring out really good sides of you because that will start helping to unveil more of who you are and start giving yourself a safe place to be able to unpack those things. I couldn't unpack that in my early 20s because I didn't have a safe place. But mm-hmm. in my late 20s, to early 30s, like I've had a safe group of friends and my husband to be able to unpack that with that allowed for me to feel safe enough to start actually opening up to be able to look at those things. And the other thing I would say is not to be afraid of the ugly. Like you have to look at it. You have to look at those things that you're afraid of in order to be able to heal from it and to be able to start to process and to learn how to grow from that. And it's going to be a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Even though I had a moment where it kind of all clicked, leading up to it was a lot of work that led to that moment. And then afterwards, it was a lot of like relearning things that I thought I knew internally. So having the grace for yourself to know that it is a process and to keep learning and growing and to surround yourself with people who believe in you and see the best in you and continue to speak life over what you're doing. Yeah, that's such good advice. That's super great. Well, thank you so much for being on this episode and getting getting into the nitty gritty about how your personal <laughs> has affected your professional. It's so important. It doesn't, I'm like, it always, yeah. it goes together and we need to talk about it more yeah. to give everybody a little more grace for themselves. So can you share with our audience, where can people find you? Your Instagram, your website? Yeah, I am primarily on Instagram. So it's Sarah D. Hale on Insta. And then um, Hello Loom. That's it's L U U M. That's how we spell it. So on Instagram and also our website is helloloom.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for talking to everybody. Yeah. Love it. It was good to see you, Lauren. I hope you loved the interview with Sarah as much as I did. To know Sarah in person is to love her. She's one of the kindest people and a great connector and has this way of asking questions and really getting you to think in conversation that is so encouraging and uplifting. My personal favorite from this episode was how she talked about time when she recognized where her time needed to be spent in her business and how that correlated with maybe spending some time on some ugly stuff in her life and why that was not only just important for her to do, but life-changing. If you are struggling with being overworked, you feel overwhelmed, and you feel like your mindset's never going to change, I'd love to talk with you. One of my favorite things to do is to talk with entrepreneurs about where they're at, what they're struggling with, and where they want to head. 
And if you go over to lauren-gish.com, you can take a look at my training. It goes through the five-step game plan I share with my clients of how to get out of the cycle of their business running their life and experience true freedom in their ownership. There's also a link for us to connect and talk there. We can chat about everything and how you want to move forward. The links are also going to be in the show notes. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Would you do me a favor? Would you subscribe and rate the podcast? It helps the information here get in front of more eyes and ears and grow a community of amazing entrepreneurs. See you next time here on the Ownership Mindset.